Welcome to Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam, a podcast about navigating adolescence without losing our minds. Each week, I guide you around the teenage landmines with practical tips, simple solutions, and words of encouragement. I'm your host, Dr. Cam. Let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. I'm your host, Dr. Cam, and today I am talking with online safety educator, Farida Shahid. And Farida is the CEO and founder of Sakuva, where she helps parents and caretakers protect their kids online. She has taught thousands of people online security and safety, has hosted Lunch and Learns, and has delivered keynotes on this subject. She is a Forbes 30 Under 30 honoree and is currently serving on the Forbes board, board for the Under 30 community. Pretty phenomenal. She has been named Cybersecurity Personality of the Year 2020, and her work has been featured in Cisco, NASA, Fox, Tripwire, InfoSecurity Info Magazine, and so many more. Um, welcome, Farida. I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you, Dr. Kim. This is just amazing to be here. This is what I love doing. So thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this topic, like this topic is so important. And, you know, I try to talk to parents about it, but I wanted to bring in a true authority on this because there's so much fear around this mm -hmm. and it's not going anywhere. Nope. So start off first. I love your story. Tell us about how you got into being an online cybersecurity specialist. So first came from experience. I got online when I was about 13 years old and I was an avid gamer. So I come from like a gaming background, love gaming. I game to this day and I've had certain experiences that made me realize, oh, okay, a lot of more kids are going through this when they're online. But as a kid, I'm not thinking about that. That was just my experience growing up. And so once I graduated high school, I went and did a major in information technology and then I'm going to skip past all the stuff. And I switched to cybersecurity because that was just a little bit more cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> cybersecurity cool. just seems a little bit cooler than information technology. Oh, it's quite hot right now, too. <laughs> right. It's, it's really hot. So I, I realized that and I said, you know what, let me make the switch. And I did. So I got my experience in corporate with threat intelligence and cybersecurity awareness. And so once I started talking to people about, you know, online safety and for kids and for small businesses and all of that. I realized that one of the most neglected parts of the conversation was kids and parents, even though we talk about it a lot, there's not a lot of information, there's not a lot of education online, you don't see people posting things. So I decided that I was going to be the voice of that based off of my own experiences. And so I merge the gaming experience, my corporate experience, and then experiences being in different, because I lived in different countries as a kid. Mm -hmm. So all of those experiences allow me to talk to families in a way that makes sense, no matter your culture, no matter your background, no matter whatever it is, that we can develop some type of solution to protect your kids. Uh, I love that. And just bringing in all those pieces. The thing that is so remarkable is that you get it. Like you're not this older person. I'm the older person, so I can say this, you know, going, oh, it's so scary. And let you, you live it. You are it. So it's like you come from this perspective that is relates more to our kids. Right. Yes. So it's like, here's the reality. Um, mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about the fears that parents have. Um, how much of the fears that we have are really valid? Um, and what are kind of the biggest things we should be concerned about? 
they're valid. I will just say that 100%. There, I will not like sit here and lie and say that the fear of them talking to a stranger or predatory behavior, inappropriate content is not a actually valid fear. And that, that fear is being validated almost every day. If it's not every day, then every week, every month. <laughs> I mean, at least. Yeah. I don't think you get through a month without a fear of being validated like that. And so for me, yes, that's 100% correct. I approach it in a different way, though. So when we're talking about security and safety, I approach it in a way that we're protecting the peace and joy of kids and yourself, or we're protecting your mental health, and we're protecting your little box and your bubble of your family that you're trying to make sure that they're growing up into beautiful, amazing, full human beings. Sometimes when we talk about security and safety, we focus so much on the bad side of it that we don't realize that if we shift our focus, we can get through it better. What I'm saying is we overwhelm ourselves too much about all of the bad things versus focusing on all the good things and then protecting them, protecting the good things from the bad things. <laughs> so really is it is 100%. There's so many things that go on online. It's just that when you operate from a place of fear, then a lot of bad things can happen. And then it also deteriorates your mental health quicker and it deteriorates your relationship with your kids because your kids are not seeing the point of view that you see. All they see is fun and joy and connection, especially during the pandemic where they couldn't see their friends and family. This was the only way that they could connect or even before the pandemic and then after the pandemic, they may not connect very well with the people at their school or they do really connect with the people in their school, but they do have an online friend or a gaming partner or just a gaming situation or just TikTok or just Instagram that makes them really, really happy. And so they're not seeing your point of view. So both point of views are actually valid. The All the nice things they see, that 100% happens. I wouldn't be here today. None of the things that we just listed in the beginning would have happened without the internet. I mm -hmm. like 99.9%, not my career, not my not the job, not any of the features, none of it would have happened without the internet. So for me, obviously, I see the good in it. None of my really great relationships, my coaches, mentors would have happened without the internet. LinkedIn exists. So there's just, it's crazy. But also, and at the same time, there's some, there is a lot of things you have to think about. So a long answer to say both perspectives are right. You just have to have a harmony between the two. And how do we do that and keep our kids <laughs> safe? <laughs> so you start with the foundational <laughs> things. <laughs> Just go for it. I mean, there, there's a lot. I don't want to scare people today. Today, I just want to do the basics of foundation because if I scare you, you're going to want to live in a cave because yeah. we forget that it, it's just, it's crazy. We forget that safety isn't just about the kids, but also it's about the parents because a lot of parents are and schools are compromising kids' safeties on, mm. online because they're posting a lot about kids all of the time. They post mm. where they are, what they're doing, poor cars, vacation. Oh, they said this, they said that. Not to say that you shouldn't post about your kids. It's just you have to be really mindful about what you're posting and the impact of that. And then, of course, there's not a foundation of security and safety within the family. So your accounts may not be secure and they may be connected to your kids' accounts or you are creating your kids' accounts and you're not securing their accounts. And that allows predators to get in. So I would focus on, there's, there's something I say, and this is something that's across the board. I focus on tips, trust, integrity. That means you're building connection with your kids, connection with yourself. So that's trust and integrity, privacy and security and safety. So when you're looking at anything, you want to know, okay, is this building trust and integrity? So am I building trust and integrity by having the tech talk conversation with my kids? 
Am I making sure that they know that I'm on their side and I'm their parent and I want to protect them? So here are certain things that we may have in place to protect you. Then you go into uh, trust, integrity, privacy. So then you talk about, okay, am I, what type of privacy are we going to have? What agency are you going to have over your own online activities? This will change as they age when they're little Mm, the privacy is not much of, is, as much as a, of a thing as when they're 16 years old. That's a little bit different conversation from nine to 16. So you have to decide. And then age actually depends on the child. So your child may be 16, but their mental capacity is at 10. And you know that as a parent, you know that they're emotionally not intelligent yet. And so at this moment, even though they technically could be on TikTok, I'm not going to allow it as a family. That is, that is the, the privacy part, then you have the security and safety part. Is this safe and, and is this secure? And when I talk about safety and security, I don't just mean technically speaking, does it have some uh, safety and security controls? I'm also speaking about holistically internally. Like what does this do to their mental health, their physical health, their spiritual health, if you believe whatever spirituality you're a part of, does, is that affecting them? So if they go on TikTok right now, are they at a place where they can have a conversation with you if they see something that's disturbing? Because we have to remember the internet is a, a, a place where so many ideas are, are there. So you're going to have to talk about subjects that may make you feel uncomfortable. And also I do want to, once, once I'm saying trust, integrity, privacy, security, and safety, I want everyone to remember that they don't have to do this alone. There's people like me exist, people, counselors, therapists. I always say, I'm not the only one you want to talk to. There's so many other people. There's so many other people that can help you. Uh, um, a village is what's required to raise a kid. So when we're talking about all of this, you do not have to do it all. You do not have to know it all. You don't have to know tech. Don't care. It doesn't matter if they're more savvy than you. That doesn't matter. You're there as their guide. You don't need to know everything. You just need to be there to protect them. Now, Farida, I think for most of us, the easiest way to protect our kids is to just not let them get on it and to put a ton of restrictions on it and timers on it and just say, don't get on it. Um, this causes a considerable amount of friction with our kids whose life, social life <laughs> depends on it. So what are some things that parents can do to kind of bridge that enormous gap? Find alternatives and sit down and talk about why you're doing something and why they want to do it and, and you don't want them to do it. So that goes into the trust and integrity part. When you tell them that they can't have TikTok or they can't have Instagram or whatever the new thing is that comes out, or maybe it's not social media, maybe it's a gaming thing, Fortnite or Roblox or whatever it is, Minecraft. And you want to sit down. And this is what I do for the people in my program is they have a sheet and it has pros and cons. What are the pros of getting on this game? What are the cons of getting on this game? And both you as a parent and your kid can both fill it out and you can have a conversation about it. So you can understand where their mentality is. What do they like about the game? What do they dislike? What are their worries? What are they really excited about? What's their biggest thing that they would like to accomplish in terms of, I just want to be with my friends. I just want to have fun. I just want to relax. I want to connect with other people. And then you can see as a family, okay, if the pros are outweighing the cons, then how can we develop a solution that makes both of us feel safer about it? So maybe the TikTok first is on your phone and they only can access it on your phone. Then as they show that they have, they're building trust with you, they can, you can move it to their phone. Maybe you're not at that point where you can let them just have a TikTok account. Maybe you want to follow them. Maybe you want to put family sharing in the account where you actually are linking your accounts together. So this, the, this is how you can start a discussion. That's one. 
and then come up with solutions so that they feel heard. You ultimately have the veto, but you're understanding where they're coming from. And when you understand where they're coming from, if even then you're like, nope, the cons are outweighing the pros, let's come up with a different solution. And then they can see now how they're supposed to operate when they're downloading an app or social media. So as they grow older, the point is to allow them to think about things for themselves so that once they get older, they can make informed decisions. I love that. And I think the difference and the really the beauty of what you just said is you're educating your kids on how you're making the decisions and they're part of the decision because the end goal is to help them make good decisions and help them know how to be safe rather than us be the ones that are protecting them and then being seen as the bad guy, which then gives them basically a reason and to go around us because we're just being mean. So they don't understand why. So I love the why um, of doing that. What are, can you just give us like three tips on what we need to make sure our kids are doing to stay safe that we need to make sure we're teaching our kids. I love that. The first thing is connection over control. So while parental controls and even parental monitoring, we don't have to get too deep into that discussion, but if people follow me on social media, they see that I go a little bit deeper in that, but parental controls and parental monitoring, that's something that is, has a place in, in online safety and security but that should never ever be the focus of the online security and safety because the focus has to be on holistic safety and holistic safety will never have a foundation of control and monitoring. And I'm not saying control and monitoring is not good because it has this place. And like I said, especially when they're younger, there are things that have to be shut off. There are apps that have to be deleted. There are apps that have to be absolutely, you cannot touch this app because you're not old enough, but that's not the foundation. The foundation is trust. That foundation is connection. That foundation is building a beautiful relationship with your child so that even when they get older, they can still have you as a rock. You may not be like best friends. Not every relationship is like that. And it's okay if you're still building it to this point. And I also want to say when I say control over connection, it also works on your mental health as a parent. Because especially if you have multiple kids or you have one kid and you're really, really stressed out and you're going through a lot of things, it is so difficult to know every single move that they're doing. Even if you have a parental monitoring app, it is so overwhelming. So don't do that to yourself and don't do that to your kid. The second thing is always check things of the, uh, in their apps. So if you're downloading app, don't just download it and then let them have it. Always check the settings. Look at the, the security options the safety options and the parental options, especially when they're younger and then have conversations continuously about this. You don't just want to give them an app or give them a game and then run off with it. So that's the second one. And the third one is always reinforce your values and the guidelines in the family continuously. Don't just do it once, not twice, just all the time. Now it could be annoying. I didn't, I'm not saying do it three times a day or once a day, <laughs> but you, you know, you know when you feel like, okay, what a reminder is needed here, or you, you can, you know, check in with them on the game. Like, Oh, how was the game? How do you like that? Connecting with them, playing the game with them, watching them play the game or letting them talk to you about the game. When you have time, if you don't have time, you go, okay, Kath, like right, right now I'm working, but I'll get to you in like an hour. We can talk about that Roblox game that made you so upset, whatever it is. And that builds that. So the three things are making sure that you're having connection over control. The second thing is doing your research in terms of looking at the apps and settings. Please do not overwhelm yourself. If you can't look at all the apps, it is okay. You just want to look at um, as many apps as you possibly can handle at that moment. 
And then the third thing is reinforcing concepts. That is so good. So good. Now, how do people find you and learn from you? Yes. So you can find more about me at safekidsmovement.com. That's where you can find about all my programs and what I do to help you protect your kids online. If you want to follow me on social media, it is at Cyber Farida. I believe it's on the screen. So you can go there. I'm Cyber Farida on YouTube. I have YouTube videos on Roblox and Minecraft and Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok, Pinterest. What, what else is there? Instagram. There's Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, <laughs> everything. Do I'm on do, everything. Do you do TikTok yet? <laughs> yes, I do TikTok. I just joined about a month ago and I'm like, wow, this is an addicting app. It is so addictive. <laughs> oh my gosh. I've learned really so many is. cool things. <laughs> Me too. Oh my gosh. It's like, so, and, the, and when you join the platforms, you can see what makes them so happy about it. And so, and you can make that a connection thing where you share videos with each other. So just yeah. think about ways you can connect with them. We definitely do that and share funny stuff with one another. So that's, that's super cool. Yes. So any final parting words of encouragement for parents with teens who are basically worried about their kids' use of online, you know, their apps, which is pretty much every parent. Right, exactly. <laughs> I would say that there there is help because no matter what I say, it, it's going to be overwhelming. Like right now, we didn't even get the tip of the iceberg. I always say we did a shaving of the tip of the iceberg. Like it yeah. is really, really small because when I, when I open up, it can be really overwhelming. So what I want to say is that there there is help for you and everyone. There's a village that can be behind you, whether that's counselors, therapists, friends, family members, partners, yourself, your mental health. Prioritize your mental health, filling your own cup first, and then giving your kids from your overflow. Because what they really, really need as a parent that loves themselves enough to love their kids even more. And so it's really, really important to take care of yourself. And, and it sounds crazy that I'm talking about that with online safety, but you want to look internally first with safety and then externally. So nothing can truly be safe unless you have a really beautiful connection with yourself first and with your kids. I would say, number one, just focus on that. Number two, ask for help. Ask questions. It's totally okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is. And I think it's interesting because especially parents with older kids, there, I almost feel like sometimes there's a stigma around asking for help because you're like, I've been doing this for, you know, 13 years, I should have it figured out. And it's a whole new ball game, um, especially oh, yeah. now where there's so many things that we didn't have growing up. Um, at least I didn't. You had mm -hmm. a lot of it growing up. I didn't <laughs> yes. have a lot of it growing up. So it's so foreign to us. Um, so we're trying to figure and navigate that out. This has been so, so helpful. I love your approach so much. I think the fact that you focus so much on the connection and using, you know, devices and social media and everything as a way to connect rather than a way to disconnect, um, I think is, is absolutely phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm just, I so enjoyed this conversation. So I really appreciate you for having me. Well, we have got to do more of it because there's, yes. so, like you said, there's so much more to dig into. Um, oh gosh, and yes. I just think there's just, we could go on and on. So Frida, again, I'm so grateful that you were able to join us today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Cam. Have an amazing day. Thank you. And parents, thank you for taking time out of your busy day to spend with us. If you want to learn more about how to connect with your teen and calm the drama, be sure to join me on Tuesdays for the Parenting Teens Power Hour. I have an incredible lineup of experts ready to share their best tips and secrets, and it's free. You can register at askdrcam.com slash power hour. Also, 
If you enjoyed this episode and all the amazing nuggets the Frida shared with us, please take a quick moment to rate and review it. This helps other parents like you find the show. And you know what? Feel free to share it with a friend too. Have a peaceful, positive, calm day. And that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today on Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. Make sure to visit my website, www.askdrcam.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or via RSS, so you'll never miss a show again. While you're at it, if you found value in this episode, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, and hey, why not share it with a friend too? Be sure to tune in to my next episode. And remember, parenting teens may not be easy, but with my help, it can be a whole lot easier than this.